King Orm is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pep talk ever. Might want to strap in. Welcome home. because you have two different worlds. But that is exactly why you are worthy. That was awesome. The war is coming to the surface. And I'm bringing the wrath of the seven seas with me. special episode of Aquaman and Firestorm, the Fire and Water Podcast, a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, the Irritable Shag. Along me, as always, is the legendary, the amazing, the incredibly patient man who's waited a very long time for this moment, Mr. Rob Kelly. How you doing, buddy? Yeah! We're going deep! <laughs> <laughs> Oof! We are going to talk about the Aquaman trailer, folks, that just came out yesterday when you hear this. Uh, but we're not doing it alone. We've got a couple special guests. We have with us from the Fire and Water Podcast Network, we have Siskoid from Canada. Hi. And we have Zoom from the world of California. Greetings. So everyone here is near the water. That's perfect. Oh, Bob's yeah. in New Jersey near the shore. Siskoid's near the Atlantic. Cisco, uh, you know, Zoom's near the Pacific. I'm right near the Gulf of Mexico right now. This is perfect. We're, we're all in the right place for this. For Rissa Miller. 
<laughs> so, Rob, you know, we're going to get into our in-stock trades in a minute, but just tell me, are you happy? I, I'm I'm happy and relieved because if I didn't like the trailer, this was going to make for a long six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, folks. I think everyone at home wanted to know how Rob felt, so it's good to know that he's happy. So, Show um, over. Right, we're done. You all can go home. <laughs> yes, I'm sure well, Amber. I'm sure Amber Heard is is nervously uh, refreshing her Twitter page, seeing what my reaction is to the trailer. Uh, I heard James Wan sitting outside your house. He flew directly <laughs> from San Diego to New Jersey just to wait to see how you reacted. So, uh, well, let's wrap up so I can bring him inside. I don't. It's raining right now. I don't want him to wait too long. So let's hurry up. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump in and then quickly do our in-stock trades pick. Folks, uh, this episode of Aquaman and Firestorm, the Fire and Water podcast, is sponsored in part by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collector editions, all for up to 42% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. What'd you bring, Rob? Let's go fast. I have Aquaman, the Atlantis Chronicles, of course, by Peter David and Esteban Maroto. It's the seven-issue miniseries chronicling everything that happened in Atlantis before we got to Aquaman. Normal price, $49.99. In stock trades price, $28.99. If you look at the cover, if you if you don't look closely, you would think that's Jason Momoa Aquaman there on the cover, but it is not. Uh, it is all the characters in Atlantis before we get to Aquaman. It is a marvelous series. I absolutely love it. Uh, the artwork by Esteban Moroto is just fantastic. I, I wish there were more series like this, this kind of daring thing of like setting up, showing all the stuff that happened before we get to the main character. Wonderful Aquaman series. Pick it up. Aquaman, the Atlantis Chronicles, deluxe edition. Now, to be fair, Aquaman's only in one panel of the whole thing. But That's right. Yes. It's all, it's all about the history of Atlantis, which then led into my pick, which is Aquaman by Peter David, trade paperback number uh, volume one. If you want to see an Aquaman that's as close to Jason Momoa as you can get, this is the pick for you. This is the 1990s era of Aquaman by Peter David with uh, art by Kirk Javanman, I can't say his name, and Marty Eglin. And this covers uh, the Aquaman Time and Tide miniseries, one through four, then Aquaman number zero through eight. Fantastic series. Peter David brings the action. He brings the funny. He brings the long-haired, bedraggled, angry Aquaman. So it's, it's a nice precursor if you want to get ready for the movie. 320 pages, normally full color. Normally goes for $29.99, but you can get it for 42% off right now. It's only $17.39. So, folks, for these and all your other trade paperback needs, please visit InSockTrades.com and let them know the Aquaman and Firestorm Fire and Water Podcast sent you. All right, Rob. Well, this is your show, buddy. You, you, you tell me how you want to do this. Well, why don't you – I know you wrote a brief recap of the events. I mean, I think anybody listening to this has already watched the trailer. But just for the sake of being complete, why don't you go through just the brief uh, story beats that we see in this trailer? Sure. Yeah, yeah. It opens uh, on the lighthouse. We, we hear it, uh, a set, you know, over – talk uh, by Aquaman's father, uh, Arthur Curry. He's talking about the mother, how they fall in love. They have a child. Then we see young Arthur. He's at an aquarium being bullied by some uh, fellow young children. And the tables turn when all the sharks and, and other fish in the aquarium sort of come to his aid. And it's a pretty uh, kind of hero moment for like maybe an eight-year-old Aquaman. Then uh, we, we see Marin. We find out that Orm, his half-brother, is looking to start a war with the surface world. We see a lot of uh, a lot of big, big sweeping shots of you know the sea dragons and the sharks and everybody facing off, getting ready from Atlantis to attack. There's some fun moments between Mera and Aquaman. She's sort of giving him a pep talk. Uh, oh, and I forgot to mention the scene where Aquaman comes in and trashes a sub. There's a submarine. He he comes in. He beats up all the guys on board the sub. Then we go back to Atlantis. Okay, jumping forward, they show us scenes of Atlantis driving around. It's absolutely breathtaking, wonderful vistas of Atlantis. We'll talk more about that. Then there is a big showdown between Aquaman and his half-brother Orm. They have a giant battle. Then we cut to another scene where we see Mera and Aquaman uh, in action in the middle of the ocean, and they're surrounded by uh, monsters who you have to assume are the trench, who are swimming down. Black Mana shows up. You see him blasting parts and things. You see some other fish people, which I assume are from Tritonus. Uh, again, Black Mana doing some amazing stuff. Then you see a giant battle between the Atlanteans and these giant crab people. And at the very end, Aquaman and Mera leap out of a plane over what appears to be a desert, and he cracks a funny joke about redheads. So... That's a quick recap of the of the trailer. It's like the uh, that last line was written for us, Jack. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> for those at home who might uh, might not know, Rob and I have a, a deep affection for redheads, and uh, I I married one myself. So, so Rob, opening thoughts. I mean, you got your you got your classic Silver Age origin. It's the lighthouse keeper and the Queen of Atlantis. Yes, uh, I'm very happy about that. Although I knew that was coming, I knew that that was the origin. I will say that the first moment in this trailer where I breathed a sigh of relief was the scene in the aquarium with him as a kid. Uh, when, when those guys pick on him, and then the sharks come and smash into the glass. I was like, that's great. 
that's a great moment. I love it. And then the shot of him with all the uh, the sea life kind of standing guard behind him with the crowd, all those kids looking scared. I thought that was just terrific. So we're gonna, we'll get into the individual beats as we go on. But overall, I was really happy with this. It looks fun. Fun. <laughs> you know? That's true. Um, That's very true. No one, no character says "f Aquaman" at any point, which is great. <laughs> um, it just looks—it looks like a a adventure, a capital A adventure, and that is something that James Wan promised, and so that makes me very happy. Um, Jason Momoa, I, he's able to do some good laugh lines. Like I, you know, I liked uh, the thing about permission to come aboard, or the thing about the uh, worst pep talk ever. That was funny. I, I, I was, I've, I've watched the trailer about seven or eight times so far. I just think it looks terrific. And, and you know, I don't know whether am I, no pun intended, in the tank for this because it's an Aquaman movie. Maybe, but I also might be its harshest critic because it's an Aquaman movie. And I liked what I saw. I mean, do I wish that he looked like and sounded like the Aquaman that I grew up on? Of course, but I know that, that that's not what this movie is. So once you accept that, do I like what I see? I like it a lot. At least it's not Arthur the Barbarian. <laughs> there you go. Well, all right, see, I'm going to talk about that, Zoom, because I, I, I'm, by the way, I love the trailer. Very, very excited. Adventure is the absolute right word. Fun is the right word. Those are probably the two biggest words. You know, seeing uh, Atlantis, I had heard James Wan said he was going to try and make Atlantis as breathtaking as what Guardians of the Galaxy did for Space Adventures. You know, yes, Atlantis was just that breathtaking. I loved it. Uh, the, I thought Mara was great. I felt like she was totally, you know, she was a hero in her own right, it seemed like. I saw her doing action. She seemed to be her own person, which I really liked. Um, the, I, and since we're talking about things we kind of wish were different, I guess I... I really want the regal sort of Aquaman, you know, the one who sits on the throne, very royal, very thoughtful, strategic. That's not this version. You know, he's a, he's half Aquabro, half adventure, half fun, you know, half a little bit of Batman's brave and the bold Aquaman. And that's fine because this version is, is working for me. I am enjoying it. You know, Maybe that's um, his journey, though. Maybe the, the final shot of the movie is him as the king, you know, having yeah. learned all this stuff. Well, I, I think Maris had the line that sort of summed it up. She just says, you do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all, is what she said. And that does sort of sum up this version of, of Aquaman that we're seeing. And that's okay. Again, super, super fun. That, that Again, when we break down scene by scene, I'll go a lot deeper. But, uh, Siskoi, what do you think of it? Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of this Aquaman regardless. I mean, I, I don't want him to be a thoughtful uh, king. I, isn't it Rob who doesn't quite love the King of Atlantis stuff, right? Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the heavy as the head that wears the crown Aquaman, who's just always yeah. bitching that he has to run Aqua, run Atlantis. I'm like, then don't run Atlantis. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't do it. Because I love the uh, the Peter David run, sure, Peter David, uh, award winning writer of the Blaster Special, but <laughs> <laughs> nice plug. Yeah, but uh, you know, my Aquaman is the Silver Age Aquaman. You know, Showcase presents Aquaman, which the way I, I uh, devoured them, the stories. So I like him as a policeman of the seas. So I was super happy to see submarine action, to see the you know life on on the land, and how he's a man of two worlds. As soon as Black Manta showed up, you know, because you know you've got your your terrorists, your frogmen terrorists. And uh, the helmets didn't look, oh, they just got normal helmets. Oh, damn, his Black Manta doesn't have the oval, you know, the chunky oval uh, head dress or whatever uh, helmet. And no, it's, it's, it's Black Manta, you know, and, <laughs> and blasting with, his, with beams. And I, I just can't wait to see if they, they put the, tr the Super Friends treatment on his voice. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as I, you know, Black Manta's pretty far out into the, the trailer, late in the trailer. But when I saw that, it was like, yeah, I mean, they're doing the Aquaman movie for every version of Aquaman kind of thing because you've got the trench from the recent comics you've got black manta for fa for friends from way out you've got ocean master uh you've got so much in this packed in this it's like this is our one shot to do an aquaman movie and we're gonna put everything in it i love it uh zoom what did you think buddy yeah i agree i don't know what else i can add that that nobody hasn't already said um i, I like how i like how the villain is uh more clean cut than the hero is here for some reason. It's just, uh, it's just kind of a different, um, 
it gives it a different look, you know, because you expect mm-hmm. the hero to be the good-looking guy. And and Jason Momoa is, you know, he's not bad-looking, let's put it that way, but he's very scruffy, right, <laughs> so, right. for lack of a better word. Rob would call that bedraggled, but anyway. I would. Right, but, yes. no, but Zoom is right. Patrick Wilson as Ocean Master, he looks like a Nazi youth or something, you know? He really is yeah. very, very clean-cut. Very clean-cut, but still look- but still looks sinister. Yes, it's it's, it's very good. And and I'm I'm a little concerned because uh, when I saw the the battle sequences, and maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, being a little too uh, over um, over worried, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, but uh, just the the battle sequences where where they're doing the duel between Orm and and Arthur. I I just wonder if it's going to fall into the same Black Panther type of plot point. Where Arthur's going to lose, and then he's going to have to rechallenge and win again. I don't know, um, but we'll see. It's a hero's journey, as you said. I, I, I doubt there's going to be a scene where he's in Atlantis and he tries to slam down a whiskey bottle, only to have it kind of slowly float down from his hand. <laughs> type of thing. But yes, the scene in the aquarium too. That uh, that again had that talk to fish joke bit, and really told you why. Communicating with fish is is a uh, to quote Arthur in the trailer a badass power. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. right. It was a little reminiscent of Harry Potter uh, in the first film with the snake in the zoo kind of thing. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah. that's true. by the way. Uh, before we start breaking this down beat by beat, I do want to point out, you know, um, and I'm reading this from some Twitter feeds, uh, specifically JoeBlow.com. Uh, you know, we all saw this great Aquaman trailer we've all been watching online. Well, the folks in the room at San Diego Comic-Con did not see this version of the trailer. They actually got to see an extended version that reveals much more, uh, including a full reveal of Jason Momoa in the classic Aquaman costume. So we won't be seeing that. Uh, well, I guess it might leak eventually, but as of as, as of recording this, which is about 15 minutes after the trailer dropped, folks, uh, we have not seen that. Also, there was another fun thing in San Diego where uh, it was a big Warner Brothers panel where they had a lot of different movies. They showed Shazam and Harry Potter and all the stuff, uh, but they had a segment for the Lego movie. And in the Lego movie segment, uh, they actually had a little animated bit with minifigures where the Jason Momoa Aquaman was talking to Batman. And the classic Aquaman uh, was there as well, apparently, like the, both both versions of Aquaman. Now, again, we haven't seen this it's not, at this point. It's not posted anywhere. So forgive me. I'm just paraphrasing. But apparently at some point, the Jason Momoa Lego Aquaman grabs the classic Lego Aquaman and rides him like a surfboard. And it's going like, my man, that kind of stuff. So it looks, uh, it looks like it's a lot of fun. No one knows whether that's actually in the Lego movie or whether it was just put out there for the San Diego trailer uh, for the for the San Diego experience. But either way, it sounds like a lot of fun. As I said to you off air, I'm perfectly happy that not seeing that other extended trailer because I don't need to see any more than this. I just wanted to see a bit of a trailer to see is this look good or not. After this, I don't need to see anything else. I mean, I'm sure when they release a second trailer, I'll watch it, but I don't need to. I don't need to see him in the. I, we've seen from the toys that he does wear the classic suit at some point, but I don't need to see that in the trailer. This this is enough for me. Well, I think the classic suit. I think that's isn't that what he's wearing. When him and Orm fight, and he's just without the helmet, I think it goes, it goes by so fast. I didn't even yeah. I didn't really notice if that's the case. But I mean, I I don't need. Well, I guess what I'm saying is I don't need to see more footage. I, I'm okay. the, gotcha. these are, This this two and a half minutes is it. I can ride this out like a surfboard to December. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's start breaking it down a little bit here. Uh, so the opening scenes of the lighthouse and Queen Atlanta and the father and the voiceover. What's what? what how did everyone feel about that part? Rob, you're first. All right. Um, I, I am amazed, um, and I'm not saying I'm amazed that they did it. I'm amazed at the quality of it, of the fidelity to the work of Ivan Reese, Joe Prado, and Rod Reese. I mean, most of the scenes in this movie look like pages from. That Aquaman run, that that new Fifty Two uh, run by by those guys. I mean the artwork. I mean the, all the scenes at night, stuff being lit by mantas, like red eyes. So that opening scene looks like the nighttime scenes that we saw in those comics when, when it was drawn by those guys. So uh, again, I'm really thrilled that the origin is going to be pretty close to the origin that I like. If the idea that he's got the human father and the Atlantean mother and all that stuff, I think that's that's great and. The other thing I like about this trailer, and I'm going beyond the opening scene, but it's most people don't know any of these characters because most people didn't see Justice League, unfortunately, for DC. And Aquaman is not Wonder Woman. He's not Batman. He's not Superman. So you have to really explain this story, and they do. To me, I get the whole. Pl- I get this plot. 
like, okay, here are the, here's the, the, the outline of this story. Here's this guy. Here's the woman that's going to come in and drag him into this world he doesn't know. Here's the conflict. How, oh, there's this other guy that's going to figure into it. That's interesting. It's a, to me, you, you get it all very quickly, and I think that's great. So whoever, again, whoever cut this trailer did a really good job. It, it sort of reminds me uh, of a Superman the movie sort of formula uh, where you start with – you start the origin and you just move literally forward. So yeah. I, I'm kind of hoping the movie itself isn't like that. I kind of like the Batman 89 formula a little better where you start off at, you know in modern day and then you backpedal and tell the origin. I, I kind of prefer that formula. I hope that's what they do in the movie. Either way, I'm sure James Wan knows what he's doing here. But I agree. The Lighthouse stuff is fantastic. You, I want to mention one other thing. You, you mentioned how everything looks like the Ivan Reese, Joe Prado stuff. There was a uh, image released leading up to San Diego Comic Con. I think it, it, it. You guys have probably seen it. Um, we'll put it on our website at some point, or just Google it. Or, um, anyway, it's the Den of Geek image where it's got uh, the Aquaman. It's got the, all the different various things. You see Aquaman. You see Mera. You see uh, the Mother. You see you know uh, Orm. You see blah. It's it's painted, but it looks like it's. Heavily using photos, very anyway, Drew, very Drew Struzany. Oh yes, yes. But that to me, that layout, like I love it. I look at, it, I'm like, this is amazing. And I showed it some to some non Aquaman fans, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. But to me, that looks like sort of a cover of Aquaman number one, but done with live action people. You know, non again, non Aquaman fans. What does that even mean? I don't understand. I know there are, there are a few people out there, but it looks like an Ivan Reese composition to me. I don't know if you got that feeling or not, Rob. But it didn't look like so much a movie posters look like. Wow, this is what comic book covers look like, but using real people is kind of how I felt about it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it did look very comic booky. Absolutely. The narration was interesting, so that's what makes me kind of think that um, of the lighthouse scene is what kind of made me think that maybe it's going to come later in the movie. But I don't know. Uh, Siskoi, what did you think of the opening with the lighthouse stuff? Oh, uh, it's fine. I, I don't have any particular feeling about it. That opening, that voiceover, or that yep. um, over talk, as you called it. Um, yeah, I, I was I was struggling for words. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if anybody over talks, it's me. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, by this point, people can do great stuff with uh, you know water effects which used to be a problem and it's one of the reasons we haven't gotten an aquaman a viable aquaman movie until now that you you can do water so you can do storms and everything cg but it looks fine it looks real photo real and it's not so much the stuff above above the water you know that that stuff we've seen a lot of but then we'll go down into the deeps and and uh, there's a whole world down there to also to CG photo reel that we're going to discover. So the stuff at the beginning is just the stuff at the beginning, you know, it's expected. All right. Uh, I just want to add one thing. When you talked about the water, I did forget to mention it. San Diego Comic-Con again. If you guys haven't seen it, Google this. Jason Momoa's entrance. Holy crap. The way the WB panel was laid out, Aquaman was the final event of the panel. So it was like the crown jewel, get it, crown, uh, of the whole panel. And the way they, they, they have these wraparound screens, and when the Aquaman scene starts – all the screens are just showing like a waterfall pouring, pouring down water. And obviously it's all CG, uh, just flooding water everywhere. And then Jason Momoa steps out of a little tiny hole in the stage and he comes out. And it looks like all the water's breaking off of his back the way he's standing there. It is the most amazing entrance. It's incredible. So uh, just going on with what you said about water there and what they can do now. Uh, Zoom, anything on the uh, lighthouse scene? Um, you know, again, it was just like a comic book, but it didn't just bring me back to the... Uh... Yvonne Reis um, series that was done recently, but also just the old Silver Age Adventure Comics origin story as well. Oh, okay. So it, it had that, it just had that classic feel all throughout. And of course, the voiceover wonderfully bookends on the other side when Mara makes a comment about being from two, two different worlds. And we'll get to that when we get to that part of the trailer, of course. Yeah. Nicole Kidman could be drawn by Ramona Fraudan. You know, she's got that, that look. Mm hmm. All right. Well, uh, I think we've talked about the kid in the aquarium uh, already. I think we're all wowed by that. Want to move on to the submarine scene, Rob? Sure. All right. What do you think, bro? Uh, I think, I, bro, uh, no, I think it looks cool. Um, I, I would love to see um, a, a scene of him, like, smashing through the bulkhead for some reason. That's one of my favorite moments from the Liberty and Justice um, uh, tra uh, tabloid edition that Alex Ross did where there's a scene where he's trapped by a Russian sub and he literally smashes his way through a cell door, which I thought was great. So I'd like to see that if they, if they do that here, I think it said, I think it looks great. It's, I mean, 
luckily Momoa is his own special effect. Is that he's so <laughs> ridiculously cut and huge that you get that sense of bulk. I've never been a huge fan of like massive bulky Aquaman because to me it's like he should be, you know, he's a swimmer. He should be more lithe. But it, but I'm okay with it. Other versions, the brave and the bold version is certainly the big bulky Aquaman. So, um, but no, I think it looks it looks cool. Uh, you know, it, it's it's. A, I don't know if that's going to be his entrance into the movie. Probably not. But uh, it's a good entrance for the trailer. You know, it makes their. I'm sure their perception is we have to keep reminding people or insisting that Aquaman is cool, and they they wanted to give him a rock star entrance. Uh, and that's a very rock star entrance, much like the entrance Jason Momoa made at Comic Con. It's a rock star entrance. Agreed, agreed. Uh, let's change it up since we always make Zoom last. Zoom, what do you think of uh, the sub stuff? Oh, it was wonderful. Uh, just from the opening scene where you see him streaking, at, uh, where you see Aquaman streaking after the sub, like Superman flying, like like a bullet. And then, of course, you know the um, the scene where uh, the people that are in the sub. Are, are like holding on for dear life because the sub is moving. It looked like the sub crashed into Aquaman, but I think it's actually linked to a later scene where Aquaman literally pushes the sub up to the surface. Because oh, man. How else, could, yeah. how else could Aquaman get inside through the top without having the whole thing flood with water? That permission to come aboard, that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so this is good. Yeah, totally badass. Uh, the, I mean, that's a great entrance moment. And it could actually be like the start of the movie. You know, the first, your first shot of Aquaman? Uh, in in the movie could actually be that that bit where he you know where he he comes aboard because just the way that it's presented just the turn of the head uh, so we could start with Aquaman actually doing the policeman of the seas stuff against Black Manta's terrorists I assume this is who these guys maybe are and uh, and then you know eventually he gets the call to Atlantis but uh, it would be a great big showpiece at the beginning of the movie to have him pull a, a submarine out of the water you know I think you're dead right. I think that's. Uh, I think it's exactly how the movie starts. I think we, we we they tell us in some way, shape, or form these are bad dudes, and then you're right. I think it shows that's a way to showcase him as a total badass, uh, and then you go back into where he tells his origin to you know somebody, whether it's uh, Mara or somebody. I think you're exactly right. And I'm glad you mentioned the uh, use the word flying, or maybe it was Zoom that used the word flying, because yeah. I noticed this when I watched Justice League. Uh, Aquaman doesn't swim. You don't see him using his arms. You don't see him kicking with his feet in the water. In these live-action movies, he is flying. He's yeah. a torpedo. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, and when he, and you can really, really see it when he's lifting the sub. He is. It's like Superman. He is flying the sub to the surface, and it just looks awesome. Yeah, I absolutely. The sub scene is looks absolutely amazing. Uh, that's really going to give you the idea of the strength of Aquaman. I mean, obviously, once you've done a movie, a Justice League movie, and you've shown Superman. You know, Aquaman is not as strong as Superman, and so he he might be a little less than impressive in that regard. But at least you can show things that really do get across how powerful he is, and that's that looks wonderfully conveyed. That was one of those like, whoa, that just looks great. So I I dug that a lot. (laughs) I just I just had a moment. I'm sorry. We're talking about a freaking Aquaman movie trailer we just saw. Where he's like the same as Superman. I cannot believe we're doing this. This is unreal. I'm looking at this on Twitter, and it's like Aquaman is trending on Twitter. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, baby. I mean, this this definitely. When you watch this trailer, you know, okay, he's there's more to this guy than just talking to fish. Yeah, right. And I, right. And I, I know we're not gonna we're not talking about the Shazam trailer that dropped just before, but between these two trailers, it's like the DC cinematic universe has like really turned a corner. I call it a course correction. Yeah, Yeah. both these movies look so fun in a way that all the others never seem not fun. Even the good one, like Wonder Woman, did not seem necessarily fun. But these movies look fun as hell. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Good, good, good thought. All right, well, let's, instead of going scene by scene, let's kind of group stuff together. So let's talk about all the Atlantis stuff and the stuff with Orm. Um, Cisco, why don't you kick us off? With the, uh, you know, when we saw the tour through the city, we saw the face-off for the battle, we saw Orm, we heard uh, Mara talking about him. What you think? Yeah, um, I was so happy to see a giant turtle in there. <laughs> I, I, it's more of a Namor image, you know, the, the, that classic uh, shot, the Kirby shot where uh, they're, you know, they're, they're using giant turtles as steeds or just, you know, not, not actually sitting on them, but, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Um, but 
the sea life in this. Uh, we'll get back to it as well when talking about the battles because there are quite a lot of uh, mounts and, and you know monsters and you know the sea creatures, the giant seahorses from um, from the cartoon series. You know, the, it's just the sea life down there makes it so magical. So it looks organic, the city. It looks like a coral reef, but it's also lit with. Uh, well, we were thinking neon, but it's, it's really, you know, it's bioluminescent animals. It's, it's uh, jellyfish. And it's so that entire uh, world that's impossible to, to, that can't exist on the surface land. That's what makes it so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Zoom, what'd you think? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Just that opening shot. It, it definitely got what James Wan was trying to get with that just that awesome depiction of Atlantis right when you first see it, which, and I have a feeling that's the first time we're going to see it in the movie too. Um, though just an extended version of those three seconds out that, that just took my breath away. It was fantastic. And again, the sea life, um, just seeing the, the seahorses, um, the size of actual horses in comparison with the, with the Atlanteans was uh, fantastic. It's, it's, it's nice to actually see that old super friends imp, or storm, <laughs> sorry, it's storm. Imp was yeah. Aqualads. I forgot. Correct. Um, yes. But just seeing, but just seeing storm and imp in uh, in a in a more impressive uh, uh, view and not a cartoony view was just fantastic. I'm going to be a little pedantic and say uh, they're not seahorses. They are, according to the Entertainment Weekly article, they're called sea dragons, probably because so they don't sound silly. So, <laughs> Very so good. yeah. Well, and, and there's that great shot. You see the sea dragons on the left, and you see the sharks also mounts on the right, mm-hmm. and which just looks totally badass. Uh, I love the, you guys just echoing everything you said about Atlantis. I, I, organic was probably the best word. I felt like um, rather than looking like coral, they all look like sort of jellyfish-style buildings is what I felt like. The only thing I was a little sad about was, like in the comics, you, normally when you see Atlantis, it looks ancient. It looks very regal, castle-like, you know, is a lot of times what you see as if it's been around for centuries. This didn't give the look of being old. This looked very new, very modern. Looked, looked a little bit like, um, I don't know, like something out of Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, or or even Coruscant in, in Star Wars, you know, the prequels. But it was breathtaking. I can't imagine a better way to just showcase Atlantis for a new viewer, uh, someone who's not familiar with this kind of stuff. Was uh, It was awesome. And Orm, I thought he looked pretty cool. Uh, I wish we'd seen him with his helmet on. We've seen it in that um, the image they've released, uh, the, the painted one we talked about earlier, but we haven't seen Orm with the helmet in the show, uh, the, the classic Ocean Master helmet, but that would have been nice. Now, Rob, what do you think? You know, you have a lot of opinions on the city of Atlantis and how it should be handled, what it should look like. What do you think of it? I think it looked terrific. I mean, you, you have to make Atlantis look like a place that he'd want to go to because otherwise you're like, well, why does he want to even want to stay there? Um, so, no, I think it looks terrific. I mean, I always thought Aquaman... Yeah, comes built in with one of the great all-time settings of a comic book character. And even though I do rail on and on and on about how I don't want to spend so much time in Atlantis, I, I'm happy with him running Atlantis if he's sort of a happy king. It's the one that's always so miserable. Uh, and I hope – and I don't know how well Jason Momoa does misery. I think he just has a kind of joie de vivre in the way he talks that I think even if he's the king of Atlantis, he won't – they won't give him that kind of, oh, woe is me sort of feel to it. I don't think that's what this movie is. So if he ends up ruling Atlantis, then, okay, I'm all right with that. But, I mean, it looks really cool. I've always, you know, we joked about on various, God, all the different episodes we've done of the show, of, like, you know, there could have been an, an Aquaman Atlantis playset from Mego if they'd ever, you know, really wanted to do one. This looks like they could do that, you know? You yeah. really, like, you could buy the playset and have Aquaman, oh, in his throne room, and oh, here, here's the sharks with some saddles to put them on. I mean, <laughs> if you ride a shark, you are a badass. You ride right. that, you're riding a shark into battle. That doesn't get any more badass than, than that. So, so I Rob, do you have an extra room in your house to put that playset in? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to work something out with Tracy. She's not here right now, but uh, she's probably not going to like the discussion we're going to have when, when she gets home, but we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> right. <it. laughs> Now, because, you know, I joked on a recent episode how I didn't think there was going to be any toys for this movie, and yet we're seeing pictures out of San Diego Comic-Con. There does appear to be quite a few toys for there's this action, movie. So. There's an action figure line. There absolutely is. Yep. Awesome. There better right. be an animated series. Oh, could you imagine? That would be oh. all. Well, we haven't. We didn't get a Wonder Woman one, so I don't know if we'll get an Aquaman one. I know, one. Would, I know. But it's perfect for animated. You're right, because they can do so much with it. Oh. Yeah. Yep. All right, so let's talk about Mara. Amber Heard. Uh, 
hubba hubba. Um, you know, I'll start. I never get to start. Uh, she's absolutely- <laughs> Of course you start. I'll start with the gorgeous redhead. Why not? Uh, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. She seems to have a strong will. You know, in the article of Entertainment Weekly we read, she talked about how she what sold her on doing the movie was a warrior queen kind of character, and that's why she took the role. And that's what I think we're seeing. I mean, she comes and recruits Aquaman to help in a war, basically, to save the surface world. You see her jump out of the plane first. Um, you see her giving him, you know, the quote-unquote pep talk, although I don't think that's how that pep talk works because she's obviously in one place, and then when he says worst pep talk ever, that's obviously a completely different place. So I don't think mm-hmm. those scenes actually go together. No, but, but, I, but I suspect she is the one that gives him that pep talk. That, probably, yes. That he comments on, yes. But it does. It almost seems like a tender moment when she says, "You do your best thinking when you're not th- when you're not thinking." Um, and then later on, when he says, "You know, saving the people I love," and they show a, a very beautiful shot of her, uh, you really feel like there's going to be a love story here. I hope it's believable. It, it feels to me already like it could be. So I think they're doing a good job of setting it up. And uh, I can't wait to see her. I want to see her use her hard water powers and just kick the crap out of some people. Uh, I hope we get a chance to see that in the movie. So uh, Rob, we'll go. We'll go back to you. What do you think, Amara? Yeah, I mean, she looks terrific. Again, she looks very much like the the Reese Prado Reese version. Um, I am kind of curious as to where this movie fits in with Justice League because in that there's that scene in that movie where I don't know. I I only saw Justice League once, so maybe I'm misremembering. But it, it, that scene with the two of them seems to be when they meet for the first time. He doesn't really. Am I remembering wrong? He doesn't really know who that Mira is when they meet. Am I? Because I'm so I'm like. Well, wait a minute. They meet. They seem to meet for the first time here. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, maybe, uh, I don't know. I like, think, it, no, I think I think they knew each other. Do they? But I think right. it was his chance to return to Atlantis. I, I mean, I don't. Was... I, I, to be honest, I don't really care. I don't really care how it fits into <laughs> Justice League or not. I, I look at it like, all right, that's fine. Um, well, it's just like the DC Comics of the Silver Age and, and Bronze Age, where they, you know, they kind of show up in each other's books, but it's like, which, how does it actually fit into each other's book continuity? Nobody really cared back then, yeah, and, and yeah, a lot right. of times you get the Bob Haney scenario, right, where it yeah, doesn't. I mean, right, yeah, and that doesn't bother me at all. I mean, obviously, you, you mentioned, Shag, that you're, you're hoping this kind of jumps around in the timeline. Well, it's going to have to, because we, obviously, when Batman shows up to recruit Aquaman, in Justice League, he's already this local legend living off this island community, and this this these, this storyline seems to bracket something about that. So I wonder if a big chunk of it doesn't take place before Justice League, and then a big chunk takes after. Mm. I have no idea. Um, so that'll be kind of interesting. But uh, but yeah, no, I think it's again, it's we're going to be repeating ourselves, and and because you know, I mean, I just I just thought the whole thing was really impressive, and so each there is there was no part of this where I was like. like Eh, I mean, I'll admit, you know, there were some parts of the Shazam trailer that I was like, eh, okay, I don't know about that. I'm like, oh, I like that part, I like that part, and then there was another part where I was like, eh. that didn't happen with Aquaman. Every every chunk of this, I just thought really interesting. The the, the she, Amber Heard that that mirror outfit looks incredibly uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> it just looks super tight. And I mean, the scene of her talking about, you know, sort of lecturing him a little about taking, you know, she's he's got to take the reins. It's like. Okay, she's going to be the portal to this world. You know, he's going to—he's us, he, minus the muscles. But I mean, he's us. <laughs> that he's going to—you know—he's—he's he's learning about this world. She's the one who's bringing us in. She's the Ben Kenobi of this particular story. So and that's fine. That works. It's a classic way of telling a story. Yeah, I think she was the one driving him around Atlantis too. When he's like badass or whatever he yelled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. Zoom. What'd you think of it? Yeah, we're still talking about Amber Heard, right? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, she, um, the Mira character just looks like, uh, she just stepped right out of the comic book page, which, which was brilliant. And, and even the, um, even the outfit, even though it's highly textured, um, for Hollywood, cause that's what they have to do. Otherwise, you know, cause spandex just doesn't show up very well on camera, uh, unless you add some texture to it. But, um, it, 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 it has that shimmery effect of, of like the old, uh, Nick Cardi comic books, which I liked. Yep. And, and yeah, the fact that she jumps out of the plane first, you see her leaping from rooftop to rooftop over this, oh, what yeah, appears to be a true. Persian city, uh, which I presume is dodging blasts from Black Manta. I, I need to double check that. But, it, you know, that, that just, um, I don't even know where that would fit into the story, but I, I don't care <laughs> as long as it doesn't get cut out. Um, uh, it's, uh, she, she is just, um, yeah, she, she is definitely the, the warrior queen, as you say. In, in in every scene that she's in in this movie. 
And and behind the scenes, they keep calling her a queen as well. So clearly he's going to take the throne and she's going to be the queen at some point. Because they, they, in fact, during all this uh, San Diego Comic-Con promo picks, they showed her um, Amber Heard and Nicole Kidman together. And they're like, all focus is on the queens. You know, things like that. So, yeah, yeah. definitely leading to that. Uh, so, what would you think about well, Amber Heard? Well, what's interesting about the scenes that she's in, that, that whole uh, Middle Eastern city... Uh, bit and the, the you know jumping out of a plane is that these guys are water heroes right and it's always been kind of the joke uh, you know in justice in the old Justice League um, of America comics or even in in Titans uh, because of Aqualad that you know these guys can't really you, you know you need to have the ocean nearby or else uh, the story falls apart and it doesn't really work for that character but uh, they go out of their way I guess I mean they're sending these heroes to a desert. Yeah. Uh, and there's still going to be badass action heroes in that venue. So uh, I can't wait to see how they, obviously they're stronger and tougher than normal people, but I can't wait to see what kind of tricks uh, they might they might uh, play with in that environment and to show that these heroes can be good and interesting and fun uh, outside of their own environment. You know, that they're not just these one-trick ponies that... that are kind of stuck on the side in the margins. They they can you know they can work anywhere, and that's what that's what's exciting about those sequences for me. Uh, Amber Heard, of course, yeah, sure, beautiful woman. I am. Uh, her hair is kind of kind of magenta in some of the scenes, so I don't know how um, you know that's that's to me that's a little comic book, a little like at one step too far into comic books where the hair color is kind of outlandish. Uh, but a lot of women wear it uh, that you know those colors these days, so that's not. I don't know. It's not necessarily a problem. It's um, nothing new in Japan, just so you know. Yeah, no, for sure. The, um, the, the the best description I've had for it is quite is it looks like Kool Aid Red. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's. Yeah, and um, otherwise, I mean, her scenes are the two are the scenes where the trailer commits one of the trailer sins that uh, kind of bug me. And that's the, the like the a self-congratulatory tone. It kind of always bugs me when we see a lot of sequences, and then a character, like in this case, and then the character screams "badass." Yeah, he means the movie in the context of the trailer. <laughs> and then there's you see more action, and then he says that that was awesome. He means the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a little bit come, uh, you know, come on. I I, I kind of don't like that stuff. Because it is so pointed, I know. But um, uh, but I do agree that the scenes are awesome and badass, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, if we're thinking the same thoughts as he's saying them, I guess we could, <laughs> could forgive that sin. The version, yeah, the, the version the San Diego audience saw ends with him turning to the crowd and pointing and saying, I'll see you December 21st, only in theaters. <laughs> Actually, I think he says, this trailer is outrageous. Yeah, exactly. That's how it should be. Outrageous. Uh, <laughs> He's got to say that in the movie somewhere. I hope he does. Well, that'd be if, fantastic. If they can fit Booyah into Justice League, they can fit outrageous into Aquaman somehow. <laughs> they really can. All right, so uh, Black Mana. Now, we didn't get a lot on him, so I don't know there's a lot to talk about, but there's no denying the costume looked awesome, and the laser beam shattering that tower of some sort in the Persian city looks great. Uh, Rob, what do you think of Black Mana? I am amazed they did not decide to redo Black Mana because I feel like every one of these comic book movies, they are like, no, we've got to redesign the costume. We've got to add 79 tones. We've got to make Flash's red, beautifully sleek uniform into this scrappy thing and make, make him look like a Transformer. I was, I'm so impressed that they're keeping that giant helmet. And like Cisco had said, I really hope they give him that challenge of the Super Friends voice. <laughs> that would just be so cool. The one shot of the actor uh, as he's putting on the helmet, the actor's name is uh, Yah. Yeah, Yaha or Yaha, I'm not sure. Abdul Good luck. Ma- okay, Abdul Mateen II. He again, his face looks just like the way Reese and Prado drew him. I am mm. just, I am so. I mean, I was a huge fan of the boys' work on on the title, um, and and like if you're going to like parody a style, and not parody, if you're going to try and duplicate a style from the comic books, that to me works. That that one shot, I was. Genuinely startled at how much it looks like a panel. Like it really just like they found an actor who looks like the drawings uh, that those guys did of Black Mana. And so I'm a little leery that there's two villains in this movie because that you know we're already introducing Aquaman and we're introdu- I mean not 
I mean, we've seen them before in a movie, but still, this is their first solo thing. And we're doing Ocean Master, and we're doing Atlantis, and now we're throwing in Black Mana. But I'm hoping Black Mana is a periphery villain who can come back in Aquaman 2 if they ever get around to making it. Um, I'm betting that Ocean Master will probably not make it out of this movie. It feels like it's just that kind of movie. Um, but uh, So I, I hope that Ocean Master is just one of these guys who's around on the margins and we can he can maybe come back later. Well, it makes sense if you get Black Mana and Human Flying Fish teaming up for the sequel. I mean, that just seems right, to be course. the most sure. logical. Yeah. logical the fisherman. Yeah. The fisherman. Right. yeah, get the fisherman. The fisherman and scavenger. Right, fisherman and scavenger are your only real options there. I was going for Human Flying Fish, but whatever. Um, if, I may, if I may, you know, that, that one scene where he's putting on the helmet, yes, that was very impressive. But there's that other scene a little bit earlier where you actually see Black Manta in almost the full, almost the full shot of him when he's in what I appear, or what appears to be... I presume the lighthouse home because there's like a grandfather clock and a, uh, and a, a refrigerator behind, but it's just, a, it's just about like 10 seconds earlier, just there where he's like, it, it looks like he crashed through the ceiling and he's stepping forward. That was very impressive. Uh, a very impressive shot of him that, that seemed to be just like a comic book panel as well. Well, we, we do know from what we've read that the character of black man, feels wronged by Aquaman. And so that's why he's, taking up this mission. So uh, I'm wondering if my gut tells me it has something to do with a sub, you know, that the submarine scene has something to do with why black man. hates Aquaman. I don't know if that, I, I could be off base. I'm really good at being off base. So I don't know. The only thing I'll add is uh, besides everything Rob just said about it being amazing, the actor himself, when he got the role of black mana, he didn't know how to swim. So he actually taught himself how to swim in preparation for this movie. They, they announced this. At San, he said this at San Diego comic-con. That's so freaking cool. Good for him. Oh, wow. Talk about, uh, you know, t- leaping first into a role, you know, taking the role and being like, oh, <laughs> so uh, impressive. And um, Siskoid, what do you think of Black Manor? Well, like I said earlier, I mean, that's my favorite part of the trailer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it looks I love the just, you know, the way you swing his arms and shoots the beams. You know, you just got to like brace yourself while you're shooting these head beams. Uh, that that little sequence just looks so cool and uh yeah he's probably going to be the peripheral villain that it, it, it just seems like maybe he's the threat that uh aquaman has to beat while he's bonding with mira and then eventually he heeds the call and goes down and uh defeats what's his name ocean master so uh to me black manta will always be the premier uh, aquaman villain but uh, obviously, Ocean Master is more of the the opposite, the the Bizarro version, the you know the Lex Luthor, uh, Dark Mirror, yeah, all yeah, that. yeah. He's supposed to be the, the, the you know that arch nemesis. Uh, but I've always found you know the Black Manta's design so much cooler and interesting. Uh, and um, yeah, the I mean, he's already built to, to look like he's wearing a frog suit and a bit of an armor. So they didn't have to change him too much. And the thing was, would they keep? the helmet intact because it's goofy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of goofy that look, but for some reason it works. So, uh, yeah, they, they didn't change it and it looks great. So see my, my gut, the way this breaks down, I think it's going to happen is, you know, we, we get the stuff in the sub in the beginning, we get him meeting Mara. She takes him to Atlantis. He, he thinks it's amazing. He challenges Orm, doesn't go well. He leaves Atlantis. They go have this adventure in Persia where Black Man is battling them. Then they end up going back to Atlantis, and that's where all these battle scenes come, which is what we're going to talk about now, where we see you know, one scene where there's a, a ship in the water and Aquaman and Mera look like they're either running from or perhaps leading a whole swarm of trench monsters down deep into the depths. We also see this amazing scene where what appears to be the Atlantean army on sharks and, and, and sea dragons and everything else swarming in and doing battle with this group of crab-like uh, entities. And, Shades uh, that, of Ray Harryhausen. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, th- I, that makes me think that's towards the end, maybe. We also see scenes where um, you know Atlantis is driving what appears to be a tidal wave towards the surface world, and Aquaman's in a truck during that. I don't know where that would fall. But uh, So let's Rob, why don't you start us off? What do you think of the battle scenes? What do you think of your Atlanteans in battle and your other sea creatures? And we also saw, by the way, we should mention later, but we saw maybe they were the folks of Tritonus. I'm not sure. We saw some green mer people that uh, had fishtails. But um, what do you think of all that, Rob? Battle scenes are always the least thing that keep, make me interested in trailers, just because to me they all kind of look the same. They're just, mm-hmm. just a bit mad scrum. I haven't, I haven't seen too many of these movies where the actor, the, the directors can make all the CGI stuff really sing. So I thought it looked, I thought it looked fine. 
that was it. I didn't I didn't dislike it, but I didn't go, oh my god, that look to me I focus on the stuff where there was one or two characters to kind of look at as opposed to this this mass of people flying around. So but I, I, I mean I thought it looked great. I, I can only hope that, you know, the Star Wars movies, man, at least the original ones, you know, even though they had these incredible battles, you were able to sort of stay focused on one or two characters and that's what you were were were, were sort of um like locked into, and I hope that the I hope that James Wan does that. Is that you're you're never losing focus on okay, what am I paying attention to? As opposed to movies just throwing a million things at you and expecting you to be impressed, you know? Because it's like, well, it's all just computer anyway. I'm not that impressed anymore. But make it make the battles exciting. So I hope it is. I thought it looked great. I looked fine, but it just you know I wasn't like oh, it was probably the part of the trailer that I was the most is like okay, this this kind of looks like a lot of other stuff. Yeah, okay, Cisco, anything to add? Well, there's a lot of animal action, which I think is part of the you, – you need that in Aquaman. He can't just be an underwater hero. He's got to be controlling animals. And uh, I guess all Atlanteans use animals, with, you know, maybe control like we control horses or pets. But uh, uh, there's a lot of animal action, crazy animal action. And I, I think, you know, the, the, the trailer sort of answers your concern uh, because when you, I, I think the camera really tracks well, at least the bits that they do show us, the, the camera really tracks we're watching this one creature on, you know, one Atlantean on the back of one creature. We're following it, following it, following it. Then it scrums up, and then the creature comes out of of that, you know, of that huddle. Uh, so the action looks clear to me. Just the bits that we do see, which is, is you know, that's it's pretty good. And then there's also all that battle stuff with the, I we imagine the trench, um, and I don't know how that fits into the story either. Probably they're allies of the ocean master you know it's that kind of he's that kind of um, wannabe king where he's got alliances with the bad guys uh but also that you know that's on top of the water during a storm they're jumping in the, the you know following the heroes i think the the geography or the choreography of this what we do see is is clear and exciting and i, I think you know those sequences won't uh, leave us wanting but i agree with rob what really counts is does the movie have heart? Are the characters well treated? Uh, you know, are there human scenes in this? And it's not just a CG uh, circus. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Zoom. Yeah, I, I really don't have anything else to add. I mean, um, Rob is correct that some of the battle scenes, it almost looks like Braveheart, except underwater and with, with animals. Um, but uh, I also agree with Siskoid that they are well-tracked and well-choreographed, so that at least you're not lost in what's going on, which is great. And I also agree that, you know, it can't be all just battle, 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 or else it's just watching a video game, which is mm-hmm. essentially what a lot of the past DC movies had been like, is like right. the final yep. boss battle of a video game. Yep. And and I'm, and I'm I have a feeling Aquaman's going to fall into that trap, but as long as it doesn't just focus too much on that at the end and has more of the heart and the character, I think it'll pull through. In in Justice League, every time Steppenwolf showed up, I just checked out. I was just oh, like, yeah. all right, whatever. And I hope that there's no character like that in this movie where I'm just like, ugh, that's just this, this cartoon that's just sitting there and doesn't do anything for me. So I, I, I haven't seen anything here, but it, again, this is just the trailer. Well, there was, there's one thing in um, on that poster thing we talked about again where it's got all the collage of characters. There's some squid finger uh, tentacles coming up in the background, which does make me wonder if they've got the Kraken in this movie. Release uh, the Kraken. Right, which would be amazing. He's in the Jeff Johns run, if I remember right, Rob. Um, yep. yep. But that would be more like not a boss battle, but just a, a monster fight, which is fine because, you know, James Wan's doing a monster hunting movie, which is fantastic. I, my gut, and again, I'm doing all kinds of guesses here, guys, and which is stupid because I'm always wrong. But, like, the scene with them battling the crabs – there's nothing else with the crab creatures in the whole thing. So that struck me as sort of like a, I don't know, just a scene to demonstrate the Atlanteans being mean to people. Like, you know, the Atlantean army, you know, like I could just hear a voiceover of Mera telling Aquaman or telling Arthur about how the Atlanteans do terrible things. And you just see that crab people, you know, or something like that. That didn't strike me as a key part of the movie it was more just to demonstrate, you know, the, that kind of stuff. So hopefully it's, more like, uh, you know, or like, remember in Wonder Woman, um, no, it's Justice League, when you see the Amazons all teaming up in, like, ancient days, fighting uh, Steppenwolf and and driving him away, and the Green Lantern ring and all that, that that was just kind of like a, a story of the past. That's what that struck me as, so. Um, well, I mean, we, we've kind of hit all the big story beats, you know, uh, but what are the things that sticks out the most? What are you most excited about now that you've seen the trailer and there's a big, 
you know, caught my breath. Uh, and we'll come back to you last, Rob, because you're, you're, you're our key linchpin here. You're the man who has kept the, the, the tide rising over the last 15 years. That's a very Aquaman. strained metaphor, but I appreciate it. Well, I mean, let's, let's face it. You, you didn't make the Aquaman movie happen, but you honestly, <laughs> it, with no hyperbole, you have managed to organize Aquaman fandom since 2006. You really have. You have mobilized them. You have kept, the, the as I said, the tide rising. Uh, I was going to say flame going torch, but that's a firestorm thing. Anyway, you, you just, seriously, you should be sitting back grinning ear to ear thinking, you know what? I, you've done a small part of keeping this going, and you deserve a credit in the movie. So, uh, yeah, there, are people, there are people there are people on Facebook and Twitter that found your Aqua, aqua Shrine and think that, oh, this guy's trying to cash in on the movie. So... <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, right. just shows how much they know. But you know, I, I think you should have added influential to all of those adjectives at yes. the beginning of the program. Absolutely true. And so I'm looking forward to when the credits roll. It's going to say special thanks to Shag's friend Rob. So uh, I think that's going to be great. So <laughs> I think it should uh, be all Shag the full Matthews members. Friend, you know. RK is what it's going to say. <laughs> yeah, it should be like the Lord of the Rings extended cuts, where there's an extra ten minutes of credits is just like foam. Members, right? <laughs> All listed. Great. Hey, I'm a phone member. That's good. I'm a I'm a phone member. I'm a phone yeah, member. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. So, <laughs> all right. So we'll come back to you here at the end, Rob. So, uh, Zoom. What after seeing the trailer, what is the thing you're most excited about with this movie? Uh well, you know, the, the thing I'm most excited about is how the hell Mira and Aqua Aquaman survive jumping out of the plane. <laughs> okay. All right. That that got me wondering. I'm going to be wondering for for a, a number of months now. I do expect there'll be a scene of Aquaman in the desert murdering a buzzard and drinking his blood in order to uh, replenish his water. Don't you think, Rob? <laughs> I hope so. He'll, he'll grab the buzzard on the way down. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who just think I'm twisted, that's a, that's a reference to DC Challenge. But anyway, um, Cisco. That, that, that doesn't you... make it any better, Shay. Right, that's true. <laughs> Cisco, uh, have you? What are you? What are you most excited about now that you've seen the trailer? Uh, well, I think um, exploring the underwater world would be my natural answer. Except it's just anything to do with Black Manta. I just want to. I just want to <laughs> see that part of the movie uh, so much. The Black Manta stuff. It just it just came alive for me in the trailer. Okay, um, I'll share mine. I when leading up to Justice League, all the scenes of Aquaman in the trailers were totally Aqua Bro version. You're like, I can dig it, yeah, you know that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh no. And when we saw the movie, every scene of Aquaman that they didn't show in the trailer wasn't Aqua Bro. He was actually really interesting in the Justice League movie. So I was a little worried going into this. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna get Aqua Bro again. I don't feel like we got Aqua Bro. We, we did get a very funny, very sarcastic, you know, uh, shooting from the hip, you know, not thinking things through. As, as Mara said, you know, does his best thinking when he's not thinking. A, a very action-oriented, uh, you know, Indiana Jones kind of Aquaman. And I think I'm falling in love with that version. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think I'm really excited to see the Aquaman who just kicks all the ass, is there to have a great time, and he's going to celebrate it by going, Yeah! So um, I, I'm excited about seeing Jason Momoa as Aquaman because he really does seem to have leading man material. So, Rob, it's it's down to you, buddy. What are you All most right. excited about now that you've seen the trailer? All right. Well, one just one brief little thing I want to mention before I get into that is uh, we don't. There's several cast members we don't see in this trailer. We don't see Willem Dafoe as Volko. Uh, we don't see Dolph Lundgren. I said King Nearest. Mm-hmm. We don't see him in that. And I'm I'm going through the cast list, and I just found this amusing. There's an actress listed. Uh, uh, her name is uh, Talia Jade Holt. She plays an Atlantean, and her previous credit is Thor Ragnarok, where she plays an Asgardian. So you know, she's kind of cornered the market on that. Um, <laughs> but uh, look, I'm one of. I'm really glad that. Uh, look, I'm not glad that the DC movies have underperformed um, because I don't want that to happen as much as I don't like some of the movies. Um, but I am glad that, that that the result of that has been, I think, DC, Warner Brothers is slowing down a little and maybe giving each movie a little more room to breathe, which I think is a good idea. I'm not sure. I think Shazam is what, February or March uh, of 2019? So Aquaman kind of has... This year to himself, this is the only DC movie coming out, and 
they're putting all their focus on Aquaman, which is amazing. And I have said this on the Shrine numerous times. Of course, the Shrine only started a year ago to capitalize on the movie. But I've said it many times <laughs> that my number one thing is I want this character to continue. I want. I think this is a great character in fiction, and I want him to be enduringly popular and go on and on and on long after I'm gone. I want there to be Aquaman still around. There probably won't be comic books anymore, but I want – I want the I don't want the character to fade like you know like the Green Hornet or the Shadow. I don't want I don't want him to become just a relic of an era. And so far, that seems like he's now bigger than he ever has been, and that's at seventy five years old, which is amazing. I hope that there is some more environmental stuff to this character. We see none of that in this trailer, but I, that's not a criticism. And this movie, this trailer has to do a lot. Um, I'd like to see that angle. Uh, to the character uh, put in a little. Um, there was that one quibble I had about Justice League where he throws the bottle on the ground. I was like, that's not Aquaman. Um, but I hope, <laughs> I hope that, you know, but I mean, he's going to go on a journey. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy that I'm happy. You know, I just saw this and I'm like, this looks like a wonderful adventure. Them jumping out of the plane without a parachute is just fun and goofy. Uh, why we had such a shot of the lamb going, I have no idea that my James Wanch likes to do things like that sometimes. But it, it, it looks really cool. And just, again, I'm, it's easy to not be amazed anymore because we've had time to build up to this. But, you know, Chad, you and I started the podcast seven years ago. And Crazy. Aquaman had just was you know like oh he's going to get a comic book again wow that's exciting that was the big news then right you know and now it's he is headlining a movie it's just unbelievable so I'm thrilled with James Wan I think he, it seems like he had a real vision for this uh, which I I, I I'm real impressed by so I'm just I'm really very happy and I'm I'm sure I'll watch all the other stuff that gets pumped out for the marketing but I don't need to I'm just I'll be there. December 21st. Well, I mean, I'm going to see Bumblebee first, but then I'll see Aquaman. <laughs> I got to say, I, I'm also happy that Rob is happy. This is probably the happiest thing about this is that Rob is happy about it because we've had, we have pod mates who have lost their souls in the past year. Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't think I could have taken a, you know, a, a grouchy, grouchy Rob about the Aquaman movie. Uh, this year, I'm so I'm so glad that uh, it looks good and that he's happy with it. Here, here. Yep, absolutely. So fantastic! This has been a great celebration of uh, the character. It's been a great celebration of the trailer and excitement for the movie. Thank you so much for joining us, Siskoid and Zoom. I want to guys tell us real quickly where they can find you guys on the interwebs, Siskoid. Siskoid's uh, blog of geekery, the Legion of Super Bloggers, and of course the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Awesome. Zoom? Zoom hyphen Yukonori at uh, blogspot.com and, of course, the Done in One Wonders podcast wonder show. Which is part of the Fire and Water podcast network as yes, well. Yes, it is. There you go. <laughs> uh, Rob, um, where can people find you? Right here on the network. I do many, many shows. Uh, <laughs> and we'll be talking more and more Aquaman as, as we go on. So uh, it's uh, very I was, can I Can I just mention this before we sign off? The other day, actually uh, two days ago from when, when people will hear this, um, Kelly Sue DeConnick, who will be a, you know, a very renowned comic book writer, uh, will be taking over Aquaman at some point. And she's been doing a thing, uh, doing hashtag Aqua 101, asking people for kind of references to, you know, like, is there some Aquaman you'd want me to look at? And, and which I think is really fun. So I sent her a bunch of stuff. And I mentioned something about the show. I said, you know, by the way, I've been, host- I've been co-hosting a show for seven years about Aquaman. And I said, if you can get past my Jersey accent, you might enjoy the show. And other people then who are on who follow her have are now discovering the show. And there was a guy who said, "Hey, I'm new to the show. Can you point out a few episodes that you think are particularly good?" And so I had the opportunity to go back and like look back at our catalog. And it was the sampler so, episode. The, the sampler <laughs> episode. The sampler episode would have been good. But I was going back just through all the Fire and Waters and just going through all the Aquaman history that we've covered over the years and the golden age aquaman and the toys aquaman and the steve skates aquaman and the the all the stuff with uh, aquaman and the others like all and the movie version like all the different things we've tackled and it's it's been so fun to be able to like examine him in such depth for so long and now we're going to get i mean we've talked for over an hour about the trailer right the two-minute what, trailer exactly. what's the movie <laughs> the movie is going to be the sampler size by itself by the time we get to this movie episode so um, I'm really thrilled that we have a show that people, if they want to hear Aquaman, they can. We, the show is ready. There's and there's tons. There's 
hundreds of hours of material to listen to. So I assume you recommended to Kelly all the episodes I'm not on, which would make the most yeah, sense. Yeah, so. right. Well, that's I, I filtered you out, and the, the ones that were left were the ones I recommended. Perfect. So, um, by the way, folks, I do want to give a shout out. We haven't we, we've talked a lot about the Aquaman Shrine. You know, Rob shut the sh- shrine down, uh, not shut it down, but stopped posting. He, he said he'd reached his mission, accomplished, if you will, uh, a little while ago, but. Big shout out to Joe Slab, who's continued the Aquaman Shrine yes. feed on Twitter. Does an amazing job. So, Joe, we love you and thank you for everything you're doing out there. Uh, and, um, you know, me, you can find me all over the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Best place to find me. So, I think that's going to do it, guys. Um, with that, I think the last thing to say is uh, fan the flame and ride the and wave. Ride the wave. Come on, team. Let's head for home. <laughs>